Amen. Amen. Bless the wonderful name of Jesus. We are so happy and glad that you have decided to join with us on this evening. We just praise the name of the Lord for he is worthy of all praise and honor. And truly, as Sister Rosen said, we continue to hold up those that are not feeling well, um, that they may have a speedy recovery in Jesus' name. Let us get uh, right with it, saints. Uh, Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 1. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Here we have the example of the ten virgins. As you look at this, ask yourself, are you one of the five wise or the five foolish? These ten represent those who were attending a wedding. We are in Christ, are preparing ourselves to attend the wedding of when Jesus comes back for his bride. For the wise, it will be rewarding. For the foolish, it has consequences. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. The lamps are an outward profession of faith and holiness. So both wise and foolish profess having faith. Even in the world, they profess to have faith. But the question is, faith in what? Today with our faith, what do we profess in faith and what do we believe? Verse 4 says, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The oil... In the vessel is the word. What happens in many cases is faith is presented, but there is no word of faith to strengthen and support it. What is written keeps what you believe alive. Both have faith they are going to a wedding, but only five have prepared themselves. We all receive Christ believing, but how many of us are prepared or are preparing Without the word, your preparations will fall short. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Tarry means to wait. So while Christ is waiting to come, we are waiting for his return. While Christ is pleading for for us another year, what are we doing in preparation of that year? Some are asleep. Possibly those that have already passed. Those that slumber. Maybe those that are dozed off. Meaning doing things they shouldn't. Or simply doing nothing at all. Those of us who are still here. Some of us have slacked off. Some slowed down. We all have fallen short in areas. But by faith. Our spirit has been willing. But our flesh has been weak. But because of Jesus and his word, we have been restored and wait 
on his return. So while Jesus is waiting for the father to tell him it's time, we labor in faith waiting for his soon return. Verse six says, and at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. The signs of the times is telling us the end is near and the soon coming king is coming soon. As the previous chapter said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. Let him that is on the housetop not come down. Neither let him that is in the field return back. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Trim means to remove or make tidy by pruning. To rid of excess or remove by cutting. There are things that need to be trimmed in our lives. It is the word that helps us make tidy, prune, and remove what flesh that needs to be removed. But without the word, we don't have the power. Those in Christ are getting ready and are paying attention to the signs. By faith, they listen to the Spirit of God and fill their lamps with the oil that is the Word of God. Look at verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. One writer explains, it is everyone's responsibility to get grace of their own. Mm -hmm. It is not what others have done that will save you. It is what you must do to save yourself. John the Baptist saying unto them, flee from the wrath to come. When Christ comes, there is nothing anyone can give you. We have been freely given the word now. And the word spoken by him will judge us in the end. Just as they were to place and carry the oil in their lamps, we must abide in the word and the word in us. If we are not filling our lamps before he comes, we could short. We could shorten things when he returns or falls short. Verse 10. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with them to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other version saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Mm. Question. When Jesus returns, what will he find you doing? Whatever your answer may be, whatever state he finds you in, that state you will remain. Yeah. If you are holy when he comes, you will remain holy and will hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Whosoever is filthy when he returns, filthy they will remain. And he will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. People argue and debate, trying to prove and convince others they are holy in the faith and know the Lord. But when Christ comes, 
there will be no discussion. Either you will be either you will be received or you will depart. Being received there will be joy and rejoicing. Depart there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. To watch, prepare, and pray is a great duty that lies upon all of us that believe. Romans 13, 11 through 14 said, And that knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. If you want to go to the wedding of Christ's return, get ready now. Salvation is the invitation and Christ will come for you. Verse 14 says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one, he gave five talents to another two and to another one to every man, according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. A talent here represents money with the expectation of making a profit according to their ability. We can say many things and go in many different directions when we read this. But whether a talent or gift, God gives according to the ability you can handle. First Corinthians talks about gifts being given and gifts are given without repentance. But what I want to ask is, what have you done with the salvation he has given you? What do you think about the eternal life you have? God will not give you a talent, a skill, salvation, or eternal life if you could not handle it. Whatever God has given you, what are you doing with it? Look at verse 16. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. God has not called us to hide what he has given us. We have it to share that our light may shine. Verse 19 said, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckon with them. In our case, it may not be money. That we have to offer. But whatever it is. God has given you. What you are. What are you doing with it? What ability have you been given? Verse 20. And so he had. And so he that had received five talents. Came and brought other five talents. Saying Lord. Thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. 
Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And he and he and he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I beseech every one, look deep. What do you have? If you do not know, ask God. It's not about singing to people, but singing unto the Lord. It's not how much or how much you say. It is how you live. The gift you have been given is eternal life. And it says in John, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and his son, Jesus Christ. That you know you have been that you know you have been given, what will you do with that? God did not choose any of us to just sit on the sideline. Anyone who who goes out for a sport does not go out expecting to stay on the side and watch. They came out to play. We should have the same mind that the prophet said, Lord, here am I, send me. Then he, which had received the one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew that thou, that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid. And when it hid thy talent in the earth, lo, there thou hast, that is thine. Don't. Be afraid to be a Christian. Don't be the person that passes out tracks in the bathroom. Be the living track in every room. Let them see the light. God doesn't have secret agents. If we can trust in the gimmicks of the world, why is it so hard to trust in God? Many other things in a man offers things in fine print. It has a catch. But in God, there is no fine print. And there is no catch. His Lord answered in verse 26 and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful man, slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which have ten talents. Here he has shown himself not worthy of God's trust. He was given the opportunity to serve and neglected it. Ask yourself, can God depend on me to do his will? When given the opportunity to serve, do I give my best or less? Does it, does it depend on who it is? Look at verse 29. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he, sh he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. Even the world says, if you don't use it, you will lose it. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations. He shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. He shall gather all nations. The separation is not denomination from religion, religion, not Baptist from Islam, not Buddha from Koji, but the saved from the unsaved. It is the people from everywhere. He will separate the righteous from the unrighteous. Verse 33 says, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. This is another way of how we can see what we have done with what we have been given. Verse 34 says, then shall the kingdom say, king say unto them on his right hand. Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hungered and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger and ye took me in. Naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hunger and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? This is the hundred dollar question. When did I do these things? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto him, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, mm -hmm. you have done it unto me. Yes. Anytime you have clothed someone, given them some change, fed them, helped those in need, anytime you did it from the goodness of your heart, you done it unto him. Mm -hmm. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, ye visited me not. Those who had opportunity to help did not. They, did, they had a chance to give to someone in need, but they did not. They did not provide them water for those that were thirsty. All they cared about was self. Then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hung, hungered or thirsty or a stranger or naked or, or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these Ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. They are like the rich man who tore down to build bigger. They have their reward and receive what they deserve on judgment. As we are given the opportunity, let us give to those in need. But whatever you give, don't take away from yourself that you become in need. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.